Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Brandon Lebowitz. He is the founder of SEO Optimizers, a digital marketing agency with a strong focus on small and medium-sized businesses. Brandon uses strategies that help companies rank higher on Google so that they can realize an increase in leads, conversions, and their bottom line. With over 14 years of experience, Brandon's method has proven to be effective and has helped hundreds of brands increase profits with hyper-competitive keywords that convert into sales. So on this program today, we are going to talk all about how to get those conversions and how to make SEO work for you because a lot has changed since a lot of us started out, you know, 10 years ago with the pandas and penguin changes and all that neat stuff that Google throws at us. So we're going to break through all of that today. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to sharing some tips about SEO and how to get that traffic to really convert into those sales. Awesome. So I want to dive a little bit into, into your background. I understand that you have a very similar trajectory to how I built my digital marketing business, which was basically a, like it started out, you know, like part time. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, I can really, I can really do this. Like I can, I can really make a difference for other companies. And then you catch that entrepreneurial bug and, and it's like, it all just snowballs from there. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to be so amazing. I. Got my degree in business marketing. And when I graduated from college, the first job I got was actually doing digital marketing and didn't really have too much experience about it. And the company that hired me said, don't worry, we don't know much about it either. We're going to take you like classes and workshops and learn kind of with you. And that was back in 2007. And was I was helping out with like their SEO, doing social media, doing email marketing, running paid ads, kind of doing it all. And back then I realized that like everyone's going to have a website in the future and SEO is a way to get free traffic. So I really focused on SEO over the other ways, but everything does work. I'm not saying don't do paid ads or don't do social. It all works to get traffic. It's just SEO is a way to get that free traffic. You still have to invest time, which time is money, but at least you're not spending money every time someone clicks to your website. And that's what really got me going. And ever since then, I worked at different advertising agencies, worked at mom and pop shops, helped at at Fortune 500 companies and everything in between, but always knew that I could just kind of pick up clients here and there. So I had a website I bartered with back in 2007 with somebody built me a website and I helped them out with their SEO. And that's really where I started just building up the business and building up the company and just growing it and growing it as much as I could. What have you seen as like the major differences in how you did SEO, say 10 years ago versus now? Right. Because, you know, the AI that goes into 
actually ranking a website on a particular search engine is far and away ahead of anything of any kind of tool that we had back then. Right. And there are so many different factors and signals and just all kinds of, you know, just all kinds of stuff that we need to be focusing on. And I'm not even talking about all the other, you know, like the local business map pack listings or paid ads, things like that, you know, just search engine optimization. What have you seen that has been the, the biggest change in how you perform SEO today? One big recent change is user experience. So I can get you traffic to your website and I realize that's only half the battle. I, I realized that a long time ago is just because I get someone traffic to the website from Google, from SEO, doesn't mean that traffic's going to become a sale, a lead, a phone call. And so that was a big part of realizing like 10 years ago that I needed not only focus on SEO, but also try to focus on getting those leads, getting those conversions. But Google now even looks at the page experience of how do people behave on the website? Do they come to your website and leave immediately? That sends them a negative signal. And with this stuff, I don't have full control of websites. I'm just doing their SEO. So it's not all on me. Whereas in the past, I could just get you that traffic, do the right things to get you that traffic. And you would see those rankings. Now, if the website doesn't convert or if it's a bad user experience, it's going to reflect negatively on my SEO or what I'm doing for that website. And the rankings aren't going to be there or they might get that initial rocket of rankings and then it kind of like tapers off where people are not converting they're not staying on this website it loads slowly on mobile or there's a million different reasons why it could be like that but you gotta keep people on your website that's a big big thing that's really tricky you know the big analogy that i use and i've told people to do this five years ago and it still applies today go to the regional mall in your area right so in miami we have aventura mall right and you can just go into that mall stand in the middle and count how many people have bags, right? That's basically user experience and conversion rate optimization in a nutshell. Because if you're seeing people, if you're going to stand in front of the Apple store and you see people walking out with bags, how many times did you see people walking out with bags from the Microsoft store, right? Remember those stores? You know, they used to be really big. They closed them all down. So what happens is you're trying to get somebody in there. And when you're just focusing on one part of the experience. So in your case, you, you know, you're talking about SEO, but you're not in direct or full control of the entire user experience. It's kind of, you know, you're doing 75%, you know, like you're leading the horse to water, but you can't make them drink, you know, and if you can't make them pull out their credit card, then, you know, you're both hands above your shoulder and say, look, you know, I did the best I could. How does that conversation sound, you know, like when you're talking to clients, I would imagine that, you know, people try to hire you, but then when you see that their website is so, is so poor, it's like, I'm not touching this. Like, I'm not going to be able to do a good job there. How does that conversation play out in your world? No, it's a little tricky. You got to kind of tread lightly because web I mean, business owners spent all this time and money building this website. So you want to just tell them this website sucks. It's not optimized for conversions. It might look pretty, but it doesn't have all the call to actions or things above the fold that need to be there to really draw people in and keep them engaged on your website. So it helps to have a web developer that could help rebuild or not rebuild, but just revamp it, just make it more optimized for conversions. Instead of just building a nice website to have it look mobile friendly, let's make it optimized for conversions, which nobody really talks about. I mean, they're talking about a little bit more, but 
conversion rate optimization is not really spoken of too much, which I feel like it should be such a big, big thing with digital marketing. How much does landing pages and landing page builders and funnels play into this? Because you can create a matching landing page that you do control that does match up fairly closely to the original website. You know, you're not going to have them, you know, deep six, the, you know, their entire investment of what they had, you know, whatever they built two, three years ago, but you do have control over, you know, like if you're going to build just a sales funnel for them, or if you're going to build just a landing page that does, that fulfills a specific purpose, how does that look and how does that fit into, you know, like the overall model when you're trying to make things happen for them? No, we would definitely want to create some landing pages if we're doing paid ads to send them there. But if we're doing SEO, if we're building a landing page and it's compete or it's targeting the same keywords, then we're just cannibalizing our results. So we want to try to potentially fix the website's main page versus creating a landing page. But sometimes we can't do that. So then we might have to try to do put like no index tags on the main pages and get a little tricky with it. But there's workarounds, but usually for paid ads, we definitely want to have some page that's targeted, that's dedicated with no distractions, just strong call to actions, maybe removing the navigation and just really just having that strong call to action because ultimately you want them to do one thing and you just want them to do that one thing and you got to draw them into that. And any distraction is going to take them away from that. So having landing pages really does help out for paid ads, even for like sending social traffic or email traffic or anything like that. But when it comes to SEO, it gets a little tricky where you don't want to cannibalize your own results where now you have two pages competing against the same keywords and Google is going to get confused and not know which page to rank. And you actually kind of dilute the SEO value there. All right. So cool. So let's talk a little bit about how conversion rate optimization works with SEO, because, you know, like just to zoom out for a second with paid ads, right? You're paying for an immediate result. And then you can really measure the results of your actions or the results of your campaigns, you know, within a few days, right? Because you're paying for that data right there. With search engine optimization, like you have to like make changes and then wait for it to index and then see how it, you know, sort of plays out. So that optimization timeline where you're trying to optimize for that conversion can be a little bit more drawn out, if not by weeks, you know, sometimes months. Walk me through a little bit about how you approach that from an SEO point of view as opposed to a to a paid ads point of view. Yeah, there's different tracking tools. Well, Google Analytics is something I always recommend, but there's other also tools that will track heat maps and clicks and strokes. So you can actually see how people behave on your website when they get to your website, because Google Analytics is just going to show you everything about your traffic, where they come from, what pages they visit, but it doesn't show how they behave on their website. So getting something like that where you can actually track helps out a lot, but with SEO, it all does unfortunately take time. It's not immediate. So you make all these changes to your website. It could take days, weeks, months, sometimes for Google. And even then it's ambiguous. Like when did it really happen? It's not really tangible. Whereas with like paid ads or paid social or even social, you could see like, this is the date I put this out there. And this is the date it's getting visibility and exposure, but SEO is kind of a lot of just trial and error and look at the competition. It's kind of spying on the competitors, seeing what they're doing what's working for them, what's not working for them, because they've probably done all this research for you. It's just looking in the right places to see what keywords they're implementing, what backlinks they're building, and just checking out their overall SEO strategies. So when you're putting together a strategy for a particular client, you've got to be looking at also the entire big picture, right? Because 
you can't just rely on SEO and call it a day. You can't just rely on paid ads and call it a day. You can't just rely on, on writing blog posts and getting people all hot and bothered that, yes, I got to buy this thing today. Walk me through a little bit about how, when, how, when a client into your sphere of influence, what are the other services or the other aspects of their marketing plan that you're looking at in order to really help increase the value and to optimize that conversion? Yeah, you need multiple touch points. So I believe it's about five touch points before somebody actually trusts you. So you get traffic to your website. Unfortunately, 40 to 60% of that traffic is going to bounce, leave your website, and they're not going to do what you want them to do. And you can use tools like Google Analytics to track this stuff. And you'll see that probably around half your traffic is just going to leave. So you got to keep them, keep yourself top of mind. Maybe they're on their cell phone and somebody called them, they got distracted or the website loaded slowly on mobile, but they were still looking for your product or service. So by doing remarketing ads where you follow people around. So someone that's been to your website, but didn't do a specific conversion action or didn't visit a page or whatever you want to set up. There's a lot of different remarketing ads you can set up, but you can set these ads up to follow people around for the next week, two weeks, 60 days, a year, year and a half, depending on the buying cycle. But that really helps out social media trying to get their email. Email really is number one. If you get their email address, you're good. That's the number one if, but it's tricky. But if you could get all that information, then you can really build up that trust. You know, what's interesting about the email address is that emails are really the only traffic that you truly own, right? Because you can get banned, you know, from Google search index, Facebook, can shut you down. Just turn off your page. They can turn off your ads at any time. Google can do the same thing, right? And, you know, basically you're, you're playing this game on other people's servers, right? And you got to play by their rules. You have to put, you have to play by their, you know, what it is that they view as right in, you know, that changes, changes based on political climate changes based on, uh, you know, like different things that are happening, maybe even regionally or locally. So you really got to stay on top of all that. But once you get someone's email address, that is then the golden opportunity for you to communicate directly with them. That even if all of your other services get shut down for some strange reason, and believe me, they do, right? I mean, I'm sure you can attest to that as well. You know, the email address is definitely, you know, like, like you said, it's the golden ticket to really building, you know, really building a solid business. You know, I wanted to just make an aside real quick, you know, that when I was researching for, you know, for this call, right, I go to your website, I see a couple of services you have, and then I see Brandon's picture following me around all over the internet for the next week, right? So, you know, those remarketing ads, they really do work. Right. And I'm sure, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. So the remarketing strategy. So when I'm going to your website and I'm reading, you know, like the different services that you do, the blog posts that you have, how did you put together that uh, remarketing strategy for yourself in order to make sure that that was a, you know, something that would follow me around as I'm, you know, as I'm disengaging from your website and then going on to other places? So a while ago, my friend and I decided to teach classes because we thought, let's just teach some classes about doing SEO instead of doing the SEO. Let's start teaching classes. And people would come to my classes. And then five years later, they'd be like, hey, we came to your class. We were just in startup mode. Now we actually have funding and we want to use your services. So then I realized it's a long buying process. Someone's not just going to come to my website 
and be ready to use my services. So it takes time and remarketing ads, even though I prefer not to run ads, if you, I could get you up there organically, I'd rather get you up there organically, but remarketing works so well because these are warm leads. These are people that have been to your website, they know who you are, and by keeping yourself top of mind, it makes them realize that maybe you are larger than they think you are, even though you might be a large established company, they just don't know by going to your website. So it helps us build that trust up of the person because you have to build the trust of Google to get you ranked on Google organically using SEO. But then once that person comes to your website, you gotta build the trust of people because it's a whole different thing. Building trust for Google versus people is completely different than the remarketing ads really help out a lot with that, building that trust up and just following people around everywhere. And you can run them on Google, on Gmail, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and Google pretty much partner with almost every website on the internet. So if you do it through Google banner ads or Google display network, if you go on like Yahoo, Fox, CNN, it doesn't matter what website you go on, you'll see those banner ads if they show ads. Amazing, amazing stuff. You know, that's always something that I, you know, that I like seeing that, um, you know, that businesses actually practice what they preach, right? That if, you know, if you're going to talk about paid ads, like I would expect to see your ads around and I would expect to see your remarketing ads follow me around. You'd be surprised how many people do not do that. So, you know, great on you for doing, uh, for doing that. Brandon, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your company and how they can reach out to you directly? So for everyone that's listening, watching today, if they, I create a special gift for them. If they go to my website, seooptimizers.com forward slash gift, they can find that there. And that's seooptimizers.com forward slash gift. And they can find that there along with my contact information. Amazing, amazing stuff. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. I love nerding out on this stuff. So I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.